When was the last time you bought a 50-cent bag of lollies? And what was in it? Auckland-based sculptor Simon Wards is turning our favourites from the pick-and-mix into glass sculptures. Kia ora, Simon. Kia ora, Todd. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing this back to the memory. Where did you buy your 50-cent bag of lollies as a child? Mate, I, um, we moved around a little bit when I was, uh, you know, the, the, usually that kind of time frame is kind of between maybe like five and ten years. I think for most people, I moved around a little bit, but um, Victoria Ave Superette was definitely one that stands out. <laughs> Me and my brothers used to, it was a bit of a stroll up the road, maybe five or ten minutes. So you're kind of like, by the time you get there, you're pretty hyped to get some to get some lollies down here. I remember the days you could buy five for one cent, the fizzy lollies, five for a cent sometimes. And what were your favourites? Yeah. Um, I, um, personally, I was a um, a raspberry licorice guy, um, and and oh, and um, and the I think they call them explorers now, right? Uh, those were my favourite. The, yes, you know, as you as you get older, I kind of they're a bit too uh, they're a bit too sweet for my liking now. But as a kid, you know, you can never get enough sugar, right? <laughs> yeah, they've altered somewhat um, the formula. They seem to be a fraction more oily these days but, i know mate yeah they, they're uh, just not this but uh yeah they still they they the they, they, the visuals still uh kind of um kind of take you take you back there in that time machine so i guess that's what i'm trying to tap into a bit there purple jet planes and black wine gums mm. oh yeah the purple ones i'm a i'm a i'm a um i was a great a green jet plane guy but <laughs> Yes, that's the beauty of it, right? We've all got our own little story around these, yeah. these uh, streets. So, Simon, how did you come up with the idea to turn jet planes and milk bottles into art? Mm, the um, the the first thing that I made was um, with the jet planes, and it was just the original kind of st- standard size ones. But the um, the glass that we um, you know, I started casting casting glass, and the, the the different coloured lollies looks I mean they're uncannily like candy you know and so it was it was it wasn't a it wasn't it didn't it wasn't a huge thought to kind of to kind of get there you know did this sort of come to your mind had you seen someone do something similar before so where did all this come from uh, so my I mean my when we were young we we're about kind of you know in our kind of late teens my a friend of mine his his dad um john croucher is actually one of the, like the um the founding members of the glass studio movement in new zealand and um, me and my buddies got kind of like asked nicely to leave school at different <laughs> times didn't quite fit into that system and um and so we were kind of out there figuring things out figuring out what we were into and he was um, cool enough to um, have a invite us into his studio, and quite a few of my friends ended up working there over the course of a, you know a, a decade or something. And um, you were assisting glass blowing, but they, those guys also um, made um, the raw product, the coloured glass, for glass artists, and eventually kind of you know made a pretty big business out of that. But we were in there. And the, you know, you just the, you just these seeds are planted, and I'm sure 
um, me and my mates had had conversations about um, um, kind of that it looked like lollies. And you know what? It's just coming to my mind right now. Actually, my parents had had an old had a cla- like a hand, like a glass um, clown. Was I think I guess it was kind of like hot hot um, blowing blowing or something, and it had these little um, glass lollies with it, and I guess they look quite old fashioned and like I think they're maybe like a Venetian style, but um, but you know you kind of like that 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 literally just popped into my head there. So as you kind of like making these things, you know it'll it'll take you back and and remind you of of childhood memories. So I guess that. That's something that happens. The one name that comes to mind, and I might be way out here, is Swarovski. Yeah, yeah. So those guys, um, I believe they're a crystal um, making company, right? And they've been they've been around for many years. Um, I um, I lived in France for a few years a while back, and um, I was lucky enough to go up into the the hills in um, the Czech Republic. Um, and went to a little glass school up there, and up in Europe there, um, up in the Czech Republic, and I think to the east of France, is that there's some, you know, the the, the glass um, has been around for centuries, I think potentially like thousands, thousands of years, so, um, you know, the um, I'm lucky enough with this, this material has kind of taken me around the world a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your background, Simon, as an artist. Yeah, um, so me and my buddies, like I kind of mentioned, we had um, maybe a colourful, um, um, you know, t- teenage years. Um, I didn't go to art school or anything like that. Me and my buddies, we kind of joked that we um, we kind of created our own art school in the street. We started off um, doing a bit of tagging, you know, um, and you know, these kind of followed into maybe some more elaborate kind of like bubble letter kind of styles, and then into murals and stuff. So we got into we got into graffiti, and um, kind of teaching out teaching ourselves some stuff. And then, um, like I said, with other influences like John with the glass, and you know, there'd be other influences other influences around, and. Um, and now I think you know I can kind of count on 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 my hand at least five of us who are working pretty pretty much as full time artists now. Um, some glass, some sculpture, others painting. So yeah, so um, it, it took it took us a little while to figure out that we were um, creatives potentially, but um, you know, good things take time, right? Yeah, John Croucher is the person you're yes. speaking about. He's a rather yeah. interesting story in himself. I see he's, what, the first in New Zealand to make his own glass? That's right, yeah. Him and, him and some buddies, they, I mentioned they kind of started this glass movement. There's um, a place called Sunbeam Glass, I believe is what they, um, they the kind of a group that they started with was Anne Robinson and um, a couple of other um, kind of renowned glass artists. And they were young they started this thing, and I think you know it, it was a bit of a number eight wire thing, where the the only places you could get this coloured glass from or glass for their furnaces was up in Europe. It would cost a, a packet to get it down here. Um, I don't even know how you know 
how they how they did that. But I know that there was um f- there was furnaces being built in backyards and a lot of um trial and error. And these guys came up with their own recipes to make um to make coloured glass. You know, recipes that are you know it, it's it's not like making a cake. There's very very complicated and some of the, the these ingredients for instance like there's gold and quite a few of the um the colors cobalt cambium all of these rare earth materials that these guys um um you know trial and error and, and figured it out and they ended up um with one of the biggest um and the biggest um you know the top three biggest glass companies in the world by the end this company called gaffer glass um yeah kind of um geniuses really and you know a testament to the kind of number eight style of style that we uh kiwis bro so with your latest work you're interested in everyday or some would say mundane objects tell us about that then yeah definitely um I've heard the word quotidian used, which kind of is quite a nice way to describe the everyday and I guess the things that you've just maybe just walked past and, and not noticed. The first pieces I made were telegraph poles. Um, and these things just, you know, that you, like I said, you just see them every day and they you might not notice them. But when you're, and so I kind of like bring these things um to light and maybe using the material or um, scale, I'll make people look at them again um, through a different lens. And you know, the, the the power poles were the first things I made, and were um, really um, struck a nerve with people. And again, they kind of took people back to maybe road trips when you'd be lying in the back of the car watching these poles zoom past as you're kind of maybe saying, you know, are we there yet to to your mum or dad? Um, and at the, 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 these latest pieces that I've been making, um, kind of, I was just, you know, I'd, I'd been looking on Instagram and I'd seen this, um, woman up in the UK, um, um, using a, a technique that I hadn't seen that looked pretty exciting and involves putting on a, um, like a basically a, a heat proof suit kind of look like a space suit <laughs> and you you heat, you make a piece and then you heat it back up in the kiln to almost you know 700 degrees mm-hmm. and you pull it out and you've and while the glass is you know kind of half molten it's flopping around and you've got like 30 seconds to make your form before the glass starts to cool and start cracking and you need to put it away so i saw this woman making this you know, making this piece out of using that technique. And then that kind of planted a seed. And then, a, you know, a few months later, I was just packing boxes or something like that in the studio. And, you know, you can imagine there's a bit of bubble wrap floating around the studio. We've got to, um, when we're sending this stuff, it's liable to break, so it needs a whole lot of protection. And as you're packing it, I'm like, shit, you know, kind of just the clear plastic looks so much like glass. <clears throat> And it was just a little light bulb moment. Um, And it was another one of those things where kind of just the material looked like um, the object. And so that's kind of the reason I made it. But then as I was kind of going through um, making the samples, I'd see people come into the studio and they'd come up and try and and pop the stuff. You know, it's kind of, you you can't help but want to try and press the bubble, press the plastic and make it Mm. pop and... And I could kind of see the same feeling 
as you know, he's, there's like a little look in someone's eye when they're kind of getting shot back in a shot back in a back to an, a, another time. Um, so yeah, I kind of inadvertently kind of tapped into a, a, a bit of nostalgia there again. Well, jet planes, milkshakes, buzzy bees might be something else in glass sculptures. Very iconic New Zealand items, Simon. You could say totally. Well, I I made I made a uh, a huge set of um, knuckle bones, which um, you can see. There's one of the sets is at um, at the Sylvia Park Mall there, which kids ended have ended up kind of turning into a. Uh, a makeshift playground, which is pretty cool. The um the patina that the kids' butts have left on um on on one of those particular knuckle, giant knuckle bones, which they've turned to a slide, is quite obvious. Um, so yeah, I definitely definitely always kind of like looking around and playing with colour and scale and and uh, and memories, I guess. And where can people get your sculptures from? Can they? Buy them online? Can they go into a shop? Yeah, totally. So I've got a, I've got a, um, like a design range, which, um, which I sell at um, Simon Lewis Wards, which is my full name, dot shop, and that's just my online store. And then um, the the latest work of um, these bubble works, um, which is the latest body of work I've made, I'm set, um, masterworks is just shown at the art fair which has just wrapped up last weekend, which is really cool. Um, and so the year Masterworks Gallery in, in Auckland have, have got those for, for sale. Simon, congratulations and thank you and all the very best for the future with what you I will be... I appreciate it. Todd, it was great to talk to you. What you'll be turning out. We thank you. Simon, Simon Wards, the Auckland-based sculptor, turning out our favourites from the pick and mix and others into glass sculptures.